Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Course in Miracles daily reading conference call. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles original edition, published by our dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, or if you mouse over the link at top for online edition, you'll see the link to read A Course in Miracles OE. Also at that website, there's a tab entitled Lesson Sign Up, where you can sign up to receive an excellent daily email, including both the text reading for the day as well as the lesson. Today we continue our reading of Chapter 8, The Journey Back, with Section 7, Communication and the Ego Body Equation. We're also mindful of our lesson today, Beautiful Lesson 94. I am as God created me. And by way of opening this morning, I'd just love to share one of my favorite poems from Meister Eckhart, entitled, To See as God Sees. It is your destiny to see as God sees, to know as God knows, and to feel as God feels. How is this possible? How? Because divine love cannot defy its very self. Divine love will be eternally true to its own being, and its being is giving all it can at the perfect moment. And the greatest gift God can give is his own experience. Every object, every creature, every man, woman, and child has a soul, and it is the destiny of all to see as God sees, to know as God knows, to feel as God feels, to be as God is. What a marvelous journey he takes us on. Amen. Oh, beautiful. I love that. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks, Fran. Yeah. Thank you. Really goes with to like today's lesson. Thank Indeed. You. <laughs> Indeed. Thank you, everyone. It's such a privilege to be able to find those every morning. So here's our reading list. My friends, we have Fran, Charles, Lemoyne, Robin Marie, Harrison, and Karen. We're joined in listening this morning by Ida. And I don't think I've missed anyone. So it's a little bit of a lengthy reading. Let's get underway. In Chapter 8, The Journey Back, with Section 7, Communication and the Ego Body Equation. Paragraph 53. Attack is always physical. When attack in any form enters your mind, you are equating yourself with the body. This is the ego's interpretation of the body. You do not have to attack physically to accept this interpretation. You are accepting it simply by the belief that attack can get you something you want. If you did not believe this, the idea of attack would have no appeal for you. When you equate yourself with the body, you will always experience depression. When a child of God thinks of himself in this way, he is belittling himself and seeing his brothers similarly belittled. 
since he can find himself only only in them, he has cut himself off from salvation. Oh, what a big idea. Uh, Fran. Seven. Communication and the ego body equation. Paragraph 53. Attack is always physical. When attack in any form enters your mind, you are equating yourself with the body. This is the ego's interpretation of the body. You do not have to attack physically to accept this interpretation. You are attacking it simply by the belief that attack can get you something you want. If you did not believe this, the idea of attack would have no appeal for you. When you equate yourself with the body, you will always experience depression. When a child of God thinks of himself in this way, he is belittling himself and seeing his brothers as similarly belittled. Since he can find himself only in them, he has cut himself off from salvation. 54. Remember that the Holy Spirit interprets the body only as a means of communication. Being the communication link between God and his separated sons, the Holy Spirit interprets everything you have made in the light of what he is. The ego separates through the body. The Holy Spirit reaches through it to others. You do not perceive your brothers as the Holy Spirit does because you do not interpret their bodies and yours solely as a means of joining their minds and uniting them with yours and mine. This interpretation of the body will change your mind entirely about its value. Of itself, it has none. Thank you, Fran and Charles. Thank you. Remember that the Holy Spirit interprets the, the body only as a means for communication. Being the communication link between God and his separated sons. The Holy Spirit interprets everything you have made in the light of what he is. The ego separates through the body. The Holy Spirit reaches through it to others. You do not perceive your brothers as the Holy Spirit does because you do not interpret their bodies and their souls and your solely as a means of joining their minds and uniting them with theirs and mine, yours and mine. This interpretation of the body will change your mind entirely about its value. For itself, it has a role. Thank you. Uh, Charles, did you want to read the next paragraph too? Sorry. (laughs) If you lose the body, if you lose the body, it is harmful to you. Oh, I'm sorry. If you use the body, it is harmful. body for attack it is harmful to you if you use it only to reach the minds of those who believe they are bodies and teach through the body that this is not so you will begin to understand the power of the mind that is both that is in both of you if you use the body for this and only for this you cannot use it for attack 
in the service of uniting, it becomes a beautiful lesson in communion, which has value until communion is. This is God's way of making unlimited what you have limited. The Holy Spirit does not see the the body as you do, because he knows the only reality anything can have is the service that it can render God on the behalf of the function he has given it. Thank you. Thank you, Charles. And Lemoyne. If you use the body for attack, it is harmful to you. If you use it only to reach the minds of those who believe they are bodies and teach them through the body that this is not so, you will begin to understand the power of the mind that is in both of you. If you use the body for this and only for this, you cannot use it for attack. In the service of uniting, it becomes a beautiful lesson in communion, which has value until communion is. This is God's way of making unlimited what you have limited. The Holy Spirit does not see the body as you do because he knows the only reality anything can have is the service it can render God on behalf of the function he has given it. Communication ends separation. Attack promotes it. The body is beautiful or ugly, holy or savage, helpful or harmful, according to the use to which it is put. And in the body of another, you will see the use to which you have put yours. If the body becomes for you a means which you give to the Holy Spirit to use on behalf of the union of the sonship, you will not see anything physical except as what it is. Use it for truth and you will see it truly. Misuse it and you will misunderstand it because you have already done so by misusing it. Interpret anything apart from the Holy Spirit and you will mistrust it. This will lead you to hatred attack and loss of peace. Thank you, Lemoyne. And Robin Marie. Fifty-six. Communication ends separation. Attack promotes it. The body is beautiful or ugly, holy or savage, helpful or harmful, according to the use to which it is put. And in the body of another, you will see the use to which you have put yours. If the body becomes for you a means which you give to the Holy Spirit, to use on behalf of union of the sonship, you will not see anything physical except as what it is. Use it for truth and you will see it truly. Misuse it and you will misunderstand it because you have already done so by misusing it. 
Interpret anything apart from the Holy Spirit, and you will mistrust it. This will lead you to hatred and attack and loss of peace. 57. Yet all loss comes only from your own misunderstanding. Loss of any kind is impossible. When you look upon a brother as a physical entity, his power and glory are lost to you, and so are yours. You have attacked him, but you must have attacked yourself first. Do not see him this way for your own salvation, which which must bring him his. Do not allow him to belittle himself in your mind, but give him freedom from his belief in littleness, and thus escape from yours. As part of you, he is holy. As part of me, you are. To communicate with part of God himself is to reach beyond the kingdom to its creator, through his voice, which he has established as part of you. Thank you, Robert Marie and Harrison. What a blessing to read this. Yet all loss comes from, comes only from your own misunderstanding. Loss of any kind is impossible. When you look upon a brother as a physical entity, his power and glory are lost to you, and so are yours. You have attacked him, but you must have attacked yourself first. Do not see him this way for your own salvation, which must bring him his. Do not allow him to belittle himself in your mind but give him freedom from his belief in littleness and thus escape from yours. As part of you, he is holy. As part of me, you are. To communicate with part of God himself is to reach beyond the kingdom to its creator through his voice, which he has established as part of you. 58. Rejoice, then, that of yourselves you can do nothing. You are not of yourself. He of whom you has he of whom you are has willed your power and glory for you, with which you can perfectly accomplish his holy will for you when you so will it 
yourselves. He has not withdrawn his gifts from you, but you have withdrawn them from him. Let no son of God remain hidden for his name's sake, because his name is yours. Thank you, Harrison. And Karen. Defeat. Rejoice then that of yourselves you can do nothing. You are not of yourselves. He of whom you are has willed your power and glory for you with which you can perfectly accomplish his holy will for you when you so will it for yourselves. He has not withdrawn his gifts from you, but you have withdrawn them from him. Let no son of God remain hidden for his name's sake, because his name is yours. 59. Remember that the Bible says, quote, the word or thought was made flesh, unquote. Strictly speaking, this is impossible because it seems, since it seems to involve the translation of one order of reality into another, different orders of reality merely appear to exist, just as different orders of miracles do. Thought cannot be made into flesh except by belief, since thought is not physical. Yet thought is communication, for which the body can be used. This is the only natural use to which it can be put. To use the body unnaturally is to lose sight of the Holy Spirit's purpose, and thus to confuse the goal of his curriculum. Thank you, Karen. And is there a new reader for 59 and 60, please? Uh, I'll have to search it out, and I'll be right there. Well, thanks, Steve. Uh, <clears throat> here it is now. Did you say 59 and 60? Yes. Remember that the Bible says the word or thought was made flesh. Strictly speaking, this is impossible since it seems to involve the translation of one order of reality into another. <clears throat> Different orders of reality merely appear to exist just as different orders of miracles do. Thought cannot be made into flesh except by belief since thought is not physical. Yet, thought is communication for which the body can be used. This is the only natural use to which it can be put. To use the body unnaturally is to lose sight of the Holy Spirit's purpose and thus to confuse the goal of his curriculum. 
60. There is nothing so frustrating to a learner as to be placed in a curriculum which he cannot learn. His sense of adequacy suffers and he must become depressed. Being faced with an impossible learning situation, regardless of why it is impossible, is the most depressing thing in the world. In fact, it is ultimately why the world is depressing. The Holy Spirit's curriculum is never depressing because it is a curriculum of joy. Whenever the reaction to learning is depression, it is only because the goal of the curriculum has been lost sight of us. Thank you, Steve. And is there another new reader for 60 and 61? This is Sandra. I can read. <clears throat> Thanks, Sandra. There is nothing so frustrating to a learner as to be placed in a curriculum which he cannot learn. His sense of adequacy suffers and he must become depressed. Being faced with an impossible learning situation, regardless of why it is impossible, is the most depressing thing in the world. In fact, it is ultimately why the world is depressing. The Holy Spirit's curriculum is never depressing because it is a curriculum of joy. Whenever the reaction to learning is depressing, is depression, it is only because the goal of the curriculum has been lost sight of. This was no accident that I read this one. 61. In the world, not even the in the world, not even the body is perceived as whole. Its purpose is seen as fragmented into many fa- functions which bear little or no relationship to each other, so that it appears to be ruled by chaos. Guided by the ego, it is guided by the Holy Spirit. Sorry. Guided by the ego, it is guided by the Holy. Oh, I see. No, is there a, there is a period there. Okay. Guided by the ego, it is guided by the Holy Spirit. It is not. Okay, I'm going to read that again. Guided by the ego, it is. Guided by the Holy Spirit, it is not. It becomes only a means by which the part of the mind you have separated from your soul can reach beyond its distortions and return to the soul. The ego's temple thus becomes the temple of the Holy Spirit, where devotion to him replaces devotion to the ego. In this sense, the Holy, sorry, the body does become a temple to God because his voice abides in it by directing the use to which it is put. Thank you, Sandra. And is there another narrator for 61 and 62? 61 and 62? I'd love to. Thank you, Lori. Thanks, Jen. The world, not even the body, is perceived as whole. Its purpose is seen as fragmented into many functions, which bear little or no relationship to each other, 
so that it appears to be ruled by chaos. Guided by the ego, it is. Guided by the Holy Spirit, it's not. It becomes only a means by which the part of the mind you have separated from your soul can reach beyond its distortion. (coughs) Excuse me. It becomes the only means by which the part of the mind you have separated from your soul can reach beyond its distortions and return to the soul. The ego's temple thus becomes the temple of the Holy Spirit, where devotion to him replaces devotion to the ego. In this sense, the body does become a temple to God because his voice, his voice abides in it by directing the use to which it is put. Put. (laughs) Healing. Healing is the natural result, is the result, yes, natural too. Healing is the result of using the body solely for communication. Since this is natural, it heals by making whole, which is also natural. All mind is whole. And the belief that part of it is physical or not mind is a fragmented or sick interpretation. This is very important. I'm going to read it again. All mind is whole, and the belief that part of it is physical or not mind is a fragmented or sick interpretation. Mind cannot be made physical, but it can be made manifest through the physical if it uses the body to go beyond itself. By reaching out, the mind extends itself. It does not stop at the body, for if it does, it is blocked in its purpose. A mind which has been blocked has allowed itself to be vulnerable to attack because it has turned against itself. Amen. Thank you, Judy. And is there another new reader for 62 and 63? 62 and 63? Okay, back to you, Fran. 62. Healing is the result of using the body solely for communication. Since this is natural, it heals by making whole, which is also natural. All mind is whole, and the belief that part of it is physical or not mind is a fragmented or sick interpretation. Mind cannot be made physical, but it can be made manifest through the physical if it uses the body to go beyond itself. By reaching out, the mind extends itself. It does not stop at the body, for if it does, it is blocked in its purpose. A mind which has been blocked has allowed itself to be vulnerable to attack because it has turned against itself. 63. The removal of blocks, then, is the only way to guarantee health 
and healing and healing. Health and healing are the normal expressions of a mind which is working through the body but not in it. If the mind believes the body is its goal, it will distort its perception of the body and by blocking its own extension beyond it, will induce illness by fostering separation. Perceiving the body as a separate entity cannot but foster illness because it is not true. A medium of communication will lose its usefulness if it is used for anything else. To use a medium of communication as a medium of attack is an obvious confusion in purpose. Thank you, Fran. And Charles. Thank you. I'm going to start with the last sentence of 62. A mind which has been blocked has allowed itself to be vulnerable to attack because it is turned against itself. The removal of blocks, then, is the only way to guarantee help and healing. Help and healing are the normal expressions of a mind which is working through the body, but not in it. If the mind believes the body is its goal, it will distort its perception of the body and by blocking its own extension beyond it, will induce illness by fostering separation. Perceiving the body as a separate entity cannot but foster illness because it is not true. A medium of communication will lose its usefulness if it is used for anything else. To use a medium of communication as a medium of attack is an obvious confusion in purpose. 64. To communicate is to join, and to attack is to separate. How can you do both simultaneously with the same thing and not suffer? Perception of the body can be unified only by one purpose. This releases the mind from the temptation to see the body in many lights and gives it over to the one light in which it can be really understood at all. To confuse a learning device with a curriculum goal is a fundamental confusion. Learning can hardly be arrested at its own learning can hardly be arrested at its own aids with hope of understanding either the aids of or the learning or the learning's real purpose. Learning must lead beyond the body to reestablish through the reestablishment of the power of the mind in it. This can be accomplished only if the mind extends to other minds and does not arrest itself in its extensions. Thank you. Thank you, Charles. And Lemoyne. To communicate is to join, and to attack is to separate. How can you do both simultaneously with the same thing and not suffer? I'll read that. Yeah, that is the question. 
How can you do both simultaneously with the same thing and not suffer? Perception of the body can be unified only by one purpose. This releases the mind from the temptation to see the body in many lights and gives it over entirely to the one light in which it can be really understood at all. To confuse a learning device with a curriculum goal is a fundamental confusion. Learning can hardly be arrested at its own aid with hope of understanding either the aid or the learning's real purpose. Learning must lead beyond the body to the reestablishment of the power of the mind in it. This can be accomplished only if the mind extends to other minds and does not arrest itself in its extension. Oh, I'm sorry. Big (laughs) part. Okay, I'll go on. 65, the arrest of the mind's extension is the cause of all illness because only extension is the mind's function. The opposite of joy is depression. When your learning promotes depression instead of joy, you cannot be listening to God's joyous teacher and you must be learning a myth. To see a body as anything except a means of pure extension is to limit your mind and hurt yourself. Health is therefore nothing more than united purpose. If the body is brought under the purpose of the mind, the body becomes whole because the mind's purpose is one. Attack can only be an assumed purpose of the body because apart from the mind, the body has no purpose at all. Thank you, Lemoyne. And Robin Marie. Sixty-five. The arrest of the mind's extension is the cause of all illness because only extension is the mind's function. The opposite of joy is depression. When your learning promotes depression instead of joy, you cannot be listening to God's joyous teacher, and you must be learning amiss. To see a body as anything except a means of pure extension is to limit your mind and hurt yourself. Health is therefore nothing more than united purpose. If the body is brought under the purpose of the mind, the body becomes whole because the mind's purpose is one. Attack can only be an assumed purpose of the body because apart from the mind, the body has no purpose at all. 66. You are not limited by the body and thought cannot be made flesh. Yet mind can be manifested through the body if it goes beyond it and does not interpret it as limitation. Whenever you see another as limited to or by the body, 
You are imposing the limit on yourself. Are you willing to accept this when your whole purpose for learning should be to escape from limitations? To conceive of the body as a means of attack of any kind and to entertain even the possibility that joy could possibly result is a clear-cut indication of a poor learner. He has accepted a learning goal in obvious contradiction to the unified purpose of the curriculum and is interfering with his ability to accept its purpose as his own. Thank you, Robin Marie and Harrison. Sixty-six. You are not limited by the body, and thought cannot be made flesh. Yet mind can be manifested through the body if it goes beyond it and does not interpret it as limitation. Whenever you see another as limited to or by the body, you are imposing this limit on yourself. Are you willing to accept this when your whole purpose for learning should be to escape from limitations? To conceive of the body as a means of attack of any kind and to entertain even the possibility that joy could possibly result is a clear-cut indication of a poor learner. He has accepted a learning goal and obvious contradiction to the unified purpose of the curriculum and is interfering with his ability to accept its purpose as his own. 67. Joy is unified purpose. And unified purpose is only God's. When yours is unified, it is his. Interfere with his purpose, and you need salvation. You have condemned yourself, but condemnation is not of God. Therefore, it is not true. No more are any of the results of your condemnation. When you see a brother as a body, you are condemning him because
because you have condemned yourself. Yet, if all condemnation is unreal, and it must be unreal since it is a form of attack, then it can have no results. Thank you, Harrison. And Karen. 67. Joy is unified purpose, and unified purpose is only God's. When yours is unified, it is His. Interfere with his purpose and you need salvation. You have condemned yourself. But condemnation is not of God. Therefore, it is not true. No more are any of the results of your condemnation. When you see a brother as a body, you are condemning him because you have condemned yourself. Yet if all condemnation is unreal and it must be unreal since it is a form of attack, then it can have no results. 68. Do not allow yourself to suffer from the results of what is not true. Free your minds from the belief that this is possible. In its complete impossibility and your full awareness of its complete impossibility, lie your only hope for release. But what other hope would you want? Freedom from illusion lies only in not believing them. There is no attack, but there is unlimited communication and therefore unlimited power and wholeness. The power of wholeness is extension. Do not arrest your thought in this world, and you will open your mind to creation in God. Thank you, Karen. And Steve, are you able to read again? Uh, paragraph 68. Uh, let me go ahead and... Uh, let's... 68. Yes. <clears throat> Do not allow yourselves to suffer from the results of what is not true. Free your minds from the belief that this is possible. In its complete impossibility and your full awareness of its complete impossibility lie your only hope for release. But what other hope would you want? Freedom from illusions lies only in not believing them. Where are they without your belief? There is no attack, but there is unlimited communication and therefore unlimited power and wholeness. The power of wholeness is extension. Do not arrest your thought in this world and you will open your mind to creation in God. Thank you, 
Thank you, Steve, and thank you, everyone, who joined this morning and read and listened. Um, and now we've passed just the top of the hour. And so, Fran, we'll turn again to you to lead us in our lesson reflection. I am as God created me. Thank you. Thank you, Lori. Hi, everybody. We are in the first part of the workbook, and today we are on Lesson 94. I am as God created me. And I shall read some from the lesson. I am as God created me. Today, we continue with the one idea which brings complete salvation. The one statement which makes all forms of temptation powerless. The one thought which renders the ego silent and entirely undone. You are as God created you. True light is strength, and strength is sinlessness. If you remain as God created you, you must be strong, and light must be in you. Today we will again devote the first five minutes of each waking hour to the attempt to feel the truth in you. Begin these times of searching with these words. I am as God created me. I am his son eternally. Now try to reach the Son of God in you. This is the self that never sinned nor made an image to replace reality. Nothing is required of you to reach this goal except to lay all idols and self-images aside. If you do not meet the requirements of practicing for the first five minutes of every hour, at least remind yourself hourly I am as God created me. I am his son eternally. Tell yourself frequently today that you are as God created you. And be sure to respond to anyone who seems to irritate you with these words. You are as God created you. You are his son eternally. Make every effort to do the hourly exercises today. Each one you do will be a giant stride toward your release and a milestone in learning the thought system which this course sets forth. We'll take a moment and reflect on this. Lesson 94, I am as God created me. Here is salvation accomplished. Here is sanity restored. I am as God created me. 
Lesson 94. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Fran. Amen. Thank you, Fran. Thank you, guys. Good morning. Fran, do you have any... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to ask Fran if she had any feelings that she wanted to share about that lesson. But if she does, I'm sure she will. So go ahead, Harrison. Yeah, my feeling is I'd like to listen to Harrison. (laughs) 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 Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are so gracious. Thank you. It's beautiful. What a beautiful spirit. Um, the lesson in this reading for me wrote together. Um, it, it's obviously a very, very important lesson. And I'm absolutely certain that if I am able to really embrace it, make it my thought, and not allow any other thought to interfere or in any way deny the truth of the thought that I am as God created me and really embrace the meaning of those words and make them uh, a central thought in my mind. One I turn to uh, at every point. And then there's today's reading that talks to me about the body. and how it's perceived, where it comes from, what its purpose is, and the section tells me how to use the body for God's purposes. In the world, it says in 61, now even the body is perceived as whole. Its purpose is seen as fragmented into many functions 
which bear little or no relationship to each other, so that it appears to be ruled by chaos. Guided by the ego, it is ruled by chaos. Guided by the Holy Spirit, it is not. Guided by the Holy Spirit, I believe, except that I am as God created me. I'm complete. Oh, thank you so much for that, Harrison, and for relating yeah. to the reading today. Thank you, Harrison. Thank you, thank you so thank much, you. Harrison. Thank you, Fran. Thank you for everybody was reading. I have one comment on the lesson. Um, just a second. Uh, I believe this lesson. I am as God created me as one of the, if there were a top 10 lessons from <laughs> all the lessons in the whole course, this would be one of them. I mean, as far as being well-known, being popular, and being really powerful. And um, a, a few other examples would be I rest in God. Um, I am as God created me. Uh, I am not a body, I am free. <clears throat> and the final lesson, see, I just had the final lesson in my mind. Oh, this this holy instant I would give to you, be you in charge, or I would follow you, certainly your direction <clears throat> gives me peace. And uh, some, some other lessons to make up the top ten. <laughs> but you know how people are. We like to make lists, so... That's uh, part of my list of the top ten lessons of the entire course, for what it's worth. Thank you. I'm complete. Thank you, Ida. Yeah. Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. I share your list. It's beautiful. Lovely. I love this lesson, too. Good morning, everybody. I have, um, you know, extending the idea for the lesson, I am as God created me. I am in his likeness and of the same qualities. And how the Course enables me to understand how God himself is as, and as we are as he created us, purely mind, Purely mind, Holy Spirit, Holy Soul, perfectly innocent is what I want to say. I got a (laughs) brain cramp. (laughs) Oh, let it flow. That 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 um, that we are one in spirit and one in mind totally connected in communication through the voice of God, the Holy Spirit, is just a 
the magnitude and the glory of that being the truth of what we are is like so huge to me, just absolutely huge. And what we read recently about um, fulfilling my part in the Holy Trinity, being a part of it, recognizing what I am within it, and, and, the, and the extension and the expansion of who and what I am in relationship, in holy relationship to all of it, that God is everywhere in everything. And that is communicated through the mind. The body's not necessary for it. It appears to be and seems to be in this world because we believe and think um, that we're an image of our own making. But we are not what God would make of what, um, we are not what we would make of ourselves. We're not a figment of our own imagination, nor are we, are we limited to or by it. So there's a lot for me to contemplate in the reading today. Um, you know, still from time to time, some days uh, more so than others, struggling with physical pain and using that as a in the holy instant to release myself from the mistaken self-perception and seeing that every sensation, whether I, I label it as painful or pleasurable, um, too will pass and um, releases me from the significance that I give to it, the value that I give to it, and sees how I'm not ruled, helps me to see how I'm not ruled by having a body, um, yet still enjoying um, the privileges and, and um, joys I have, acknowledging my presence in the world as a body. Um, this practice is so important to me. Um, the parts that say, I, I, as the Son of God, I'm incapable of pain and suffering and I'm incapable of seeing evil and destruction and death and I just I just so 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 I want I want to identify with the truth of that and know it and see it all the time having glimpses of it is just too big a tease I, I want to have it all the time and seeing the Christ in everyone, seeing God in everyone, um, and letting go of what um, perception, just letting go of perception and in total. <laughs> I don't believe anything my body's eyes sees, you know. It's like I don't know how to describe how I'm doing it, but it's certainly a practice in my, in my wholehearted, open mind and heart. So, ergo, I'm so grateful for you all bringing us all together. Thank you, Lord. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, I'm complete. <laughs> Thank you, Judy. Thanks, Jude. Thank you, Judy. This is Sandra, and uh, I I love 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 this lesson, and I thought I was pretty. Uh, well, set in, it, set in it because I use it all the time for myself when I get frightened about something physical, like um, 
like potentially getting cancer again or getting, I've been dealing with some health issues. So just getting sick, pain, that kind of thing, <laughs> which, but I've never applied. And, when, and it's interesting because when I'm, I've, I have a practice too, if I see people in public and they're in wheelchairs or they have a disability, I go, I, in my mind, I say, you are as God created you. But Lori, you had said to, you said something to Fran, and I thought, oh my God, she's reading my mind. You said, how are you feeling? Do you have any feelings about this? And I thought, interesting, because for the first time, I had an aha moment this time doing this lesson. I don't use this necessarily for feelings. Um, I'm a uh, I have experienced emotional abuse, physical abuse, whatever. I've, I, if there's abuse, I've experienced it, uh, which I think pretty much everybody else has too on this planet, um, to degrees. And um, the, my first big lesson was not to take it personally. And I'm still working on that one. <laughs> but this one, I, I, I have, you know, if I feel emotionally abused by someone, and particularly if it's someone I love, um, it's hard not to take it personally. Um, so that I've been working on. But I have not applied this to them to say you are as God created you. I have applied it to, to you know, people that look like they have a disability, but I haven't applied it to, um, you know, emotional um disabilities that most of us have <laughs> I don't know about anybody else but I ha- I was not able to be emotionally present to too many people because I wasn't emotionally present to myself so I probably hurt people not knowing it just because of my lack of of availability to them emotionally and probably the lack of my availability to them emotionally was because I was so busy just trying to deal with my own emotions in the situation of, you know, my needs not getting met. And that's usually what riles people up anyway, is that they're, you know, people, as long as we're in bodies, we're going to have needs. And the biggest need for me is one of connection. And I, I don't have, um, I don't have a lot of that on the horizontal plane. I have it like everybody else, but not a lot with the people, not a lot with um, um, family members, put it that way. And that's where the issues are. And to, 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 um, and so I felt my feelings about it and let it pass through, but I have not, um, I keep asking Holy Spirit to show me the truth and give me the word so that when it's time to communicate, that I can communicate in a loving, compassionate way. And not and not attack. I don't want to attack. I don't want to hurt anybody. Um, and that's the that's the beauty about being so hurt myself as um, as a as a human. Was the conclusion I came from that was first of all I took it personally. Second of all I took it. I, I felt like a victim. But third of all I just thought to myself I never want to hurt anybody. I don't want to hurt anybody ever. I know how it feels, and I never want to hurt anybody. But sometimes, you know, even trying to communicate, if people take it the wrong way, they get hurt. Not my intention to hurt them, but they get hurt, and it makes it worse. But I just realized that I could 
simply in my mind when I'm feeling that um, feeling attacked emotionally that I can simply address the one that I feel it from and say, you are as God created you. And know that it's, 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 their, it's the ego. It's my ego and their ego dancing together that's going through all this stuff. And when I can simply say you are as God created you, the way that I say it to myself all the time, um, I can, it, it just, it just, I did it. <laughs> I applied it to the, to the ones that I'm, I feel very sad about, which is, they're my children. Um, and just by saying that in my mind about them, I got relief. They are still as God created them. It doesn't matter whether I feel emotionally connected to them or they feel emotionally connected to me or whatever. They are as God created them. And that's comforting me the same way that it comforts me to know that I am as God created me. They are as God created them too. And that comforted me this morning. So I'm complete. That was so beautiful, Sandra. And I think it captured the essence of this reading. Um, Just marvelous. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was great, Sandra. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you, Sandra. I feel like you were speaking my words as well from my life and situation. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Sandra. This is Steve. I'm thinking for the first time about this lesson. I have a new perspective. I am as God created me. I know in my experience and observation that anything created is also must be destroyed. Everything with a beginning has an end. There are two parts of me that I am experiencing simultaneously. I'm experiencing the me that has been created from birth, born into the world, and I've noticed it ages, and I know that it'll go. There's that part. And then there's the part that observes it, which does not change. The same boy looking out of its eyes at three into the mirror is the same man at 73. There are, There is the non-differentiated essence being transcendent observing dispassionate me and then there's the me when I say as God created me that has helps me be more self-accepting of my particularness so it's an amazing meeting place my life and our lives of the infinite non-particular wholeness with that which is learning, which is building, growing, feeling, and the that which is above it or transcendent of it. I'm complete. That was a beautiful um, explanation of frame of reference. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, well- what wonderful wholeness. Thank you.
Mrs. Harrison again since beginning the study of this course. It's been revealed to me that there are two versions of myself. There is the self that was born as a body, through a body, that seemed to uh, live in a world of bodies and separate things. And to exhibit behaviors resulting from different emotions, love and fear being chief among them, and to see uh, itself as a body and others as bodies. And after stumbling around, I was led to uh, a different idea of not only who I am now, but who I've always been. The idea that I am a perfect creation of God. The idea that I am not a body because God did not create bodies. I created the idea of a body. When I say the words, I am as God created me. I am his son eternally. I am not talking about myself as a body. The speaker of those words never perceived myself as a body. A body is not eternal. That we can all agree on. But who we are and what we are challenged to believe is that we, as God created us, as an idea in his mind, 
We are eternal. We are part of God, an extension of God. And God is not definitely not a body. I think we can all agree on that. And God does not extend himself as a body. All of us who see ourselves as separate are all part and parcel of one extension of God. Otherwise described as an idea in the mind of God. God thought a thought. And we are that thought. And nothing we can do can change that. Never. The Bible says, I can't separate myself from the love of God. How true. And that's why words like I am as God created me have such deep meaning. Because it goes to the heart of who and what I am. And if I could just stop judging myself by what I think I am as a body, what I think I've done as a body, and simply forget that I am a body. Let that idea be replaced by I am as God created me and not try to figure that out. I'm complete. That is beautiful, Harrison. Thank you. Thank you, Harrison. That was great. Thank you, Harrison. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I wrote my top 10 list on Facebook. So in no particular order, this is of 10 important, powerful lessons from ACIM. I'm going to read it to you. Here it is. I rest in God. I am as God created me. I am not a body. I am free. This holy instant, what I give to you, the light has come. My thoughts do not mean anything. I am upset because I see something that is not there. There is no love but God's. I am entitled to miracles. This holy instant is salvation come. Thank you.
Well, that was really awesome, Ida. I bet that felt Thank good. You. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It just was. It felt yeah. so connected because of the lesson. It's just beautiful. Thanks. Thank you, Ida. Even though I didn't plan to write them in any particular order, when I looked at them and read them to myself, it seemed like, yeah, they made total sense. They they made logical sense to be in that order because I, but I think, you know, I think if I would have picked any 10 lessons from the course and put them in any particular order, the same thing would have happened because the course is one, just as the Son of God is one, just because the whole universe is one. <laughs> Thank you. Good point. Yeah, thank you. Hi, everybody. This is Lori. And uh, I didn't count them up, but I noticed this morning how often the word expression occurred. And, um, And when I think about that, I realize that if I'm not expressing, well, put it this way, I'm always expressing, always. I'm always expressing what I believe. And if I'm not expressing uh, truth, it doesn't feel good to me. But when I give voice to truth, it feels really excellent. It feels like what I'm meant to do. And so the two words that are standouts for me in this reading today are expression and purpose. And, and I love that um, because it's what makes The Course in Miracles so much different than every other path to God. I mean, all paths lead to God. There's no question about that. Your path is as sure as the sun rises and sets. Even more sure than that, he says. So there's no question about that. But um, 
when I realize that expression is my purpose, and when my purpose is unified, um, it's as if I've entered a different realm of experience altogether. I know it to be true um, because it's absolutely true in my life um, because um, because in my experience I fell into the Course in Miracles before I even knew what the Course in Miracles was. I just knew something remarkable had happened and I had to find an explanation for it. And after I did, why, well, you know, uh, I just lived in the globe for many years until the challenges became too many. And, and then um, then I reverted to not expressing myself. He's, he's, he says that uh, perception is a lack. And if all I'm doing is living by perception, I'm experiencing lack. And the perception that uh, really wrinkled me up was the perception that death is real and that love can be lost. And so living in that experience for for um, really 11 whole years, a lot of really, um, I invited a lot of really negative experience into my life because I wasn't manifesting truth. I was manifesting death. And isn't that just um, a good description of the ego? You know? In Course of Love, he talks about the great transformation that occurs in the mind when I realize that mind is not for getting uh, for purpose of getting something, but rather mind is established as a means for giving something. And um, and that was uh, the end of the dark time when I remembered that... Um, no, I didn't remember it. It was revealed to me. Come here, Charlie. It was revealed to me that the purpose of the mind is giving, not getting. And... Um, and as a consequence of that great realization, um, a lot of things happened. First of all, I lost my fear, uh, fear of exposure, fear of vulnerability, uh, fear of, of um, unacceptance or lack of acceptance, uh, fear of myself and mostly fear of other people. And that's what makes Course in Miracles different from every other path. You've heard it said, I'm sure, that God is approached through love of his creation. And in this work, Jesus says himself, your, your gratitude to one another is the only gift I want. I'll take it to the Father. I will take it for you to the Father. He always approves my atonement decisions. Um, Person Miracles is different in that he asks us first to clear our mind, our minds, by realizing that their purpose is for communication of truth. 
and now, and now I'm restored to my relationship with my Father in Christ. And only now, because I realize that I have nothing. You know, he says, when you come to me in prayer, go to your upper room. But be certain that if you have a problem with a brother, you straighten it out first. Because if I carry a problem with a brother in my mind and expect to reach God, he will seem distant to me. Simply because I have this thing where I believe a gap exists. I believe there's distance. I believe there's um, something interfering with true communication. Communication is the will of God. Period. The end. (laughs) Communication is the will of God. I can't know anything except that I know it through communication. Lack of communication is lack of extension, which separates me from my purpose. And if I'm alone and separated from my purpose, what do I experience? But that devastating depression and loss and absence of God in my life. That whole thing is reversed when I realize that to have give all to all is the way this circuit of love works. Um, The only thing that can truly be communicated authentically is truth. And when I give my mind to truth, truth expresses itself through me. Remember that saying early on in the lessons that there are no private thoughts? There are no private thoughts. He says in this in this word, paragraph 59 is so big. He says, thought is communication. Thought is communication. And when I realized that, um, I realized that keeping my mind clear um, of interference and dark thoughts allows the light of God to shine through me. Not as me, but as itself. And Expression is given to truth automatically. He he uses the word natural. It's the natural use of mind. It's unnatural. It's absolutely and totally unnatural to use my mind for any other purpose than to allow the light to shine through it. And as the light shines through it, I realize there is a power that is in me, but not of me. Now I know what it means. I am as God created me, and you are as God created you. I was so happy you brought that, Sandra. That just that just blew my mind totally, because just before you did, I was looking back at how many lessons end with the phrase, and when you are tempted, say, you are. And when you are tempted, say, you are, uh, you'll notice maybe in so many lessons, um, especially in the review we just finished, thoughts that will be helpful in this regard always include, and you are, and you are, and you are. I can't know what I am without knowing what you are in truth. And when I know 
what my brother is in truth. I know what I am. How does that work? It works because it's God's will. God's will is love. God's will is life. God's will is sharing. When we get to chapter 14, it has one of my favorite, favorite verses in the whole text. Is holiness must be shared, for therein lies everything that makes it holy. And when I don't share it, I don't know it. It's just that true. And when I do, I realize what he means when he say, says you're blocking your own purpose. You're blocking your own extension. You're blocking your own expression. You're blocking awareness of yourself. And it's impossible for me to love that. This is, I can't love that. But when I'm not blocking, I remember, I remember who I am. And so, um, this section, along with the section creation and communication in chapter four, are so beautiful when considered together. And, um, and in the section true rehabilitation, it gives us that beautiful, beautiful prayer. I am here only to be helpful. I'm here to represent him who sent me. I need not worry about what to say or what to do, for he who sent me will tell me. When I express, I'm not going to say I. When truth expresses itself through me, I know what I am. (laughs) And without knowing what I am, uh, I can't know anything. It's such a beautiful circuit, uh, this circuit of service. Mine can only serve. And when I realize my purpose is the same as the Holy Spirit's purpose, I'm restored to my right relationship with myself, with God, and with all creation. And fears, fear is gone. It's just gone. The notion of withholding you know, the whole notion of withholding. It, it, early in the course of love, he says there's only one lesson. There's just one lesson that you need to learn. The world does not keep you separate. You keep yourself separate from the world. And when you've learned that that isn't what you truly want, a mighty wind will rush through you. Your heart will open. And everything you thought before will just be gone. And now I know what he means. He says thought is communication. When I'm thinking separate thoughts, um, I'm not happy. And, and people around me seem unhappy as well. You know, there are no private thoughts. The thoughts I entertain make my world. They make my internal weather and they make the weather around me. Um, that's what he means when he says there are no private thoughts. So I give up the idea of privacy and let um, spirit manifest through me, express and purpose. That's what we're here for, and I'm complete.
Thank you so much, Lori. That was great. Thank you. Yes, thank you very much. Just needed that today. Beautifully said, thanks. Hey, good morning again. This is Steve. I'd like to share something. I wonder if anybody else is familiar with the old Carlos Castaneda who used to say that he always kept death looking over his left or his right shoulder. And what I bring it up for is because I don't know anything about death. I've been created and I, will, I was born and therefore I will die, that part of me. But I have no idea what that's about. All I know and all I can remember is being here. But the idea of, of acceptance of my aging and of my impending leaving this body brings me to the what do I really know? And I don't know anything about death. The only thing that I love about putting death over my shoulder and being ever-present of it, not denying it, not trying to learn otherwise, but to actually accept it, what I do know is all I can know is this breathing, this life going on right now. And then in this moment, death is conquered in the now. So having these two interplays between the finite form subject to the laws of birth and death and having that feeling, contact with the transcendent part of me, the ocean, not the drop of me, but the ocean of me, the only way I can escape uh, questioning out of my head is to just become present. So my death reminder brings me to a state where there is no death, and that is right now. So I am thankful for the reminder that this body serves. I'm complete. Oh, thank you, Steve. Thank you, Steve. And while I have every breath, just a little footnote, I'm going to appreciate every millisecond of this presence. I'm complete. Thanks, Steve. Yeah. Thank you, Steve.
Uh, still time for any final thoughts from anyone. This is Lemoyne. <clears throat> I had to look because you, you spoke about the expression being all through the thing, and I had the sense that was true. I was surprised I only saw express in there once with a search, but extension or extend is in there eight times. Reach is in there five times, <laughs> and bring is in there. And uh, to your point, really, that this is about purpose, which is in there more times than there are paragraphs, and also function as well. And, and uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the centrality of this lesson, I mean, very, very few lessons are repeated, and this one's repeated three times. And it brings me to a point I would try to make gently just by reading and get to it here. Uh, reading from the next review, which is coming up not not that long later, month, um, review three, about how to approach the lesson, I think, where it says in paragraph 11, repeat it, repeat the thought, I am as God created, and allow your mind to rest a little time in silent peace. Then turn to other things, but try to keep the thought with you, and let it serve to help you keep your peace throughout the day. Serve to help you keep your peace. In 12, do not repeat it and then lay it down. Its usefulness is limitless to you. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I think that <laughs> this is uh, exemplified in, the, in that I um, can use it to correct my own mind, but it's also a form of uh, extension which is only helpful. And so, as it says, then its usefulness is limitless to you and it is meant to serve you in all ways, all times and places, and whenever you need help of any kind. So, I suggest, I know I've, I've done the thing of trying to use use these things to defend against my fears, but um, <clears throat> that is sort of assumes that the fears are are real. And the idea, I think, here is to let it serve and to uh, correct what uh, <clears throat> Course of Love calls the source of all feelings of loss of love is an inability to see, and that this 
to say I am as God created me is the from the well of spirit and this is what we give receive from truly and what we share and and that I believe source of its limitless usefulness but usefulness is meant to serve you and your brother in all, all times and places and whenever you need help of any kind. So. I am as God created me. You are as God created me. Please. That was perfect, Lemoyne. Thank you so much. Perfect little cap on it. Well, the morning. I just want to. Can I just say one quick thing? Um, I just am grateful. I'm very grateful for these calls and Reverend Pan's calls too. That I found you guys in uh, 215 when I was uh, on and off and on and off with the course, but I started to start getting serious with it again. And uh, it's, it's given me a lot. You all have given me a lot. And the Holy Spirit's given me a lot since I started with these calls. And I'm, I'm very grateful. Thank you. Mm, thank you, Ida. Yeah, we're just walking each other home. Well, to put a cap on it this morning, uh, I found something really helpful in homage to the reading and the lesson and in some of the things we discussed yesterday, it's in chapter 17, in the conditions of forgiveness. Uh, it gives us this. This simple courtesy, this simple courtesy is all the Holy Spirit asks of you. Let truth be what it is. Do not intrude upon it. Do not attack it. Do not in interrupt its coming. Let it encompass every situation and bring you peace. Not even faith is asked of you, for truth asks nothing. Let it enter, and it will call forth and secure for you the faith you need for peace. But rise you not against it, for against your opposition it cannot come. When you have accepted truth as the goal for all your relationships, you become givers of peace as surely as your Father gave peace to you. For the goal of peace cannot be accepted apart from its conditions, and you had faith in it. For no one accepts what he does not believe is real. Your purpose has not changed and will not change, for you accepted what can never change. And nothing that it needs to be forever changeless can you now withhold from it. Your release is certain. Give as you have received. And demonstrate that you have risen far beyond any situation that could hold you back and keep you separate from him whose call you answered. In honor of the call, I am as God created me. Amen.
Thank you all. Oh, it was a beautiful call today. Thank you. Beautiful. Thanks, yeah. Lori. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Lori. Thanks, everybody. Mm-hmm. Love you guys.